Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Hey, everyone. I am so honored to have Nico Kaminsky with us today. He is a special person in the Tube Labs community because he will always be designated as our first guest ever. And we've had many wonderful guests since then, but he, he obviously brings something special to the table. And actually, I've, ever since we had him on the first time, we agreed that we would check in every once in a while just to talk a little bit about maybe some of those things that he sees that you could bring to your YouTube channel. Now, the timing is great because Nico, um, in the last few weeks, has developed a really nice report related to suggested videos within Morning Fame. And I'm really just going to hand it off to him. But before that, we have to welcome him. Nico, welcome back to the Tube Labs podcast. Not only are you the very first guest, you're the first person to come on twice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Rosh. It's, it's always a pleasure to geek out a little bit about the YouTube algorithm and all that. Yeah. And, and not only that, we had the opportunity to meet in person at Vid Summit and talk about a little bit of coding. Of course, everything you say is well above my head, but I try to participate in that conversation and because <laughs> I, I enjoy it so much and just uh, that side of um, the, the internet and the web and, and everything that we can do. But getting into your new feature on Morning Fame, quite honestly, is something I've personally wanted. I think a lot of people have wanted for a long time because it allows us to really see, um, although the kind of the, the information is available in YouTube Studio, it really doesn't present it the way you present it, which makes it much easier. So why don't you share with us how it came about and what this new feature does for us, Nico? Yeah, exactly. Um, we all know that we also want to get into the suggested videos algorithm on YouTube. We have YouTube SEO to get into the search algorithm, but we don't really have something similar to get into the suggested videos algorithm. And when we look at YouTube, we have the three main algorithms, search, home, and suggested videos. And Obviously, everyone wants to know how to trigger those three algorithms. And with the YouTube SEO, we know how to do this for the search algorithm. So naturally, we are looking for ways to do the same for home and suggested. Right. And um, focusing on suggested also gets you into home. So that is the reason why my next focus naturally was to look into suggested videos. But of course, it's not enough, uh, something new, like you say. Um, YouTube Studio gives you information about basically what people watched before they discovered your videos. Right. So they watch a video on another channel about a certain topic and then in a suggested video section next to the video on the side, on desktop, below, on mobile, um, they find your video, click it next and start watching your videos, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So how do you get into this list of suggested videos next to a video that might be a big video on a other channel that you would like to get traffic from? The viewers should come to your channel after watching a big other YouTuber, for example, right? Right. So um, naturally, on VidSummit, for example, where we met the last time, uh, Chet Wild Clay in particular did 
a talk about how to analyze the information that we have about the suggested videos algorithm, mm -hmm. particularly looking up where are the views coming from, from which videos on other channels. Yeah. And yeah, the experts in the field use this technique for years already. So um, it is not something new in a sense, but it is not really well known. And my goal is basically to make it more digestible, more yeah. well known to regular YouTubers who are not maybe the top million subscriber channels who sure. um, get consultants on a high level. Yeah. And, and the thing is, what you've done is you've made it very visual. And as a very visual person, uh, it makes it a lot easier, as you said, to digest mm -hmm. that information in a visual format, which ultimately allows us to see what we as humans are really good at recognizing patterns. And mm -hmm. then you can take those patterns. And how, so how would people approach it looking at this visually and then these patterns that start to develop? Oh, yeah, really good point. Um, I planned this report since one and a half years ago. Hmm. Someone actually grabbed a post uh, requesting me to add some kind of report like this from right. 2018 in the Facebook group. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Really surprised to see that uh, that other YouTuber actually did was still able to find that old post. Yeah. Uh, so I finally got it done. It was clear what data and what to show there. But once I saw the report for the first time, it was like an epiphany. Yeah. To really look into the data. Uh, the great thing is about can, it. Can, can, Nico, can I just, just let everybody know that you were just outright giddy? <laughs> <laughs> Go <So> on. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy. It, yeah. it, cha it really changed the picture for me uh, on that same day. You, you can imagine like... I created this report in a in a rough version, which was not really nice looking, but had all the information mm -hmm. already. And um, within one hour, all the knowledge rained onto me, one um, one insight after the other. Yeah, I can't really tell how this experience was at this point. Yeah, and uh, the the crazy thing is about that. Usually on YouTube Studio, you would you also have the information there, right? Right. But but you have to click around in all the data. It's a lot of clicking. It takes hours to get all the information there that right. you need in order to decide what to do in order to trigger the suggested videos algorithm. And now I have it in one report where you can look at it five minutes and you have the information. Yeah. That makes it, it, a difference. And the more I was excited because if this information rains on you like in this quick pace, yeah, um, it, it blows my mind. It yeah. blew my mind. It blows uh, minds of the users. It's it's crazy. <laughs> no, it, it's it's wonderful. And and so, you know, what this does for those folks listening at home, it's uh, it really does show you where who is suggesting. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the video to your channel, what, what channels, but also what, which of your videos are suggesting to your other videos and then back and forth. And so you referred to it, was it like a pod is the way you approached it? What, what, how did you refer to it? A cluster of, of videos that seem to kind of just feed off of each other. 
And, exactly. and then the goal from there, of course, was to increase the number of those videos within that cluster because they continue to feed off of each other and that continual motion triggers, and correct me if I'm wrong, the algorithm because it's getting great value by sending people to that cluster of videos. Exactly. Uh, the idea behind it, the core of it all, is binge watch worthy series. Yes. So like, you know, on Netflix, you just don't only watch the first episode, you watch all the episodes because they are so great. You watch more than just one video. That's basically the goal. If you can, if you can motivate your viewers to binge watch your videos, yeah. This is in the eyes of the YouTube algorithm suggested videos in particular, very valuable because the overall goal of the algorithm is to keep viewers as long on the platform as possible. We already heard that in the past, yep. that the viewing session across multiple videos is what really they want to have as long as possible. So right. not just right. one, chip, one video, but more for hours straight. I mean, we know, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just watch YouTube just too much all the time. It, it, you know, and YouTube is getting so good at this. It's amazing how often I go to YouTube to go watch a specific video, but then I go to my homepage. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that there, exactly. Which is not the what I was going there to do. It may be just to look at my own channel, but... You know, th there's one then I click and, oh, look at that. That's another one. I, it, it's gotten so good at that. And so if you mm -hmm. can participate and make it easier for the algorithms to do this, uh, I mean, that, that's the deal. So you have these clusters of videos that's visually shown on Morning Fame that gives you a good sense of it. And, and not only that, it, it, some of it seems real obvious, but I think over time we've discovered that there are other patterns there that that start to emerge is there anything that you can share that maybe you've noticed or maybe some other people in the community have talked about there certainly is first of all you have your own series that are binge watch worthy right so obviously as a series you have an overall topic and then you produce multiple episodes around that topic right for example i'm planning a, a series about click through rate and thumbnail design Mm -hmm. is obviously something about which you could uh, talk much more than just in a single YouTube video. Right. So it will become a series. And then, of course, based on that, you look at patterns, what other videos recommend your series then. Okay. So uh, there are particular topic areas where other channels in your niche do videos about it as well. And so you're thinking about what kind of video topics or series topics rather right. could you do your next series about? And there are many ideas you could have. Sure. Everything that would fit into your niche or what kind of entertainment or how-to you do. But then you qualify it in a sense that you think about what are the successful video topics that similar channels in your niche have. Right. And then you decide to rather do a series about topics that already have proven to work well on other channels rather than a topic that you might be the first one on your channel in your niche to do. Right. So this is the purpose of the report, uh, this kind of analysis that you look up basically what kind of videos 
what kind of video topics you should cover in order to deliver something that an audience wants right. and especially not your own audience, but also the audience of other big channels in your niche from which you ideally in the end get suggested videos. Views. Sure. Would, and I, this may be something you can't answer directly, but maybe it's anecdotal. But if you see that a channel is sending traffic your way for a specific topic, and maybe this is what you're saying, that mm. you look on that channel and see what other topics related to that that they're doing that maybe you can connect with. Maybe it's another answer to their question or their video. But in other words, I'm, I'm thinking aloud that if YouTube is sending traffic from that channel one time, it would be easier and more logical for the algorithm to send more traffic from that exact same channel um, on other topics. I don't know. Do you have any anecdotal evidence or thoughts on that? Uh, that's a good point, actually. A very critical question, to be precise, because it is, in the end, not really only about the video topics, although you decide that in part of the strategy to trigger the YouTube algorithm. Mm -hmm. But it is, in the end, about the audiences. Right. What do those audiences have as interests? And what could you produce to cater to that interest right and um, what you do basically is to figure out what kind of audience similar channels in your niche have what kind of interests they already cater to so that you cater to the same interests and get a share of that same audience from that other channel right so it is mainly about the perspective of the viewer in the end Right. Now, oftentimes we as YouTubers think about our videos, our own contents, like the creator perspective, but the yep. suggested videos algorithm, of course, is not really interested in the creator and in the first place, Right. but in the first place, the viewer is important and what they want, the demand, what are they interested in? Sure, sure, absolutely. So you... I know you started off with this and then you expanded it somehow, which offered more data. What was it that you had done? You, you had mentioned something about you're working on some more data for channels over a million subscribers and somehow more data came through. Um, I don't know if this is important or not, but it seemed like something interesting because boy, it, it improved my, <laughs> my feed <laughs> to huh. look, you know, for my smaller channels. Yeah, what I basically did there, since it's a report in early access still and under development, yeah. um, what I had to do is to make the lists basically longer. Mm. If you have a very large channel, then even if you are a small channel, it's the same for small channels as for large channels, most of your suggested video views come from your own videos to your own videos. Right. Because only then the suggested videos algorithm is all actually interested in your content uh, because they want this long viewing session. So the basis of it all to make it work is to have these binge watch worthy series. By right. the way, we are usually talking about series in a natural progression, episode one, two, three, and so on. It doesn't have to be the same way. Um, right. There are series that can, watch, uh, can be watched in any order. Right, right. So. Um, that also can be considered a series. What really matters in the end is the binge watch session that happens on your channel. And that, once you have that, 
then you can bring in even more views from other channels because YouTube, the suggested videos algorithm basically sees there, if I recommend someone a video in that video cluster that you have, yeah. so uh, a series, then uh, sending people into this video cluster is worth a lot because it doesn't only get the watch time from a singular video, but the watch time from a whole binge watch session. Like let's yeah. say they watch three videos out of your series yeah. and that is three times as much watch time as you would get for a single video that people watch and then stop watching um, on your channel. Nice. So uh, for that reason, most of your suggested video views, because it behaves this way, are your own channel's videos recommending each other's right. because the basis of it all is binge watching. So most of the views are between your own videos as an effect of this binge watch session happening. Right. And these many views that you have on your own channels um, can overshadow the views that you get from other channels. Right. So you have like 90% of views come from your own videos, recommending your own videos. And then only 10% are views that come from other channels. Right. Of course, those 10%, that's the goal to increase the amount of views. But for that, of course, you have to go very deep into the list when you sort by top performing videos, those videos that give you the most views. Then you first see at the top your own videos and yep. only the videos uh, from other channels that send you the views get to the bottom. So I extended it basically to even show the small numbers so that yeah. you have something to work with to decide your video topics. Yeah, and, and you know another nice thing that I found extremely valuable is not only just knowing what videos are being recommended to what videos, whether it's on your channel or not, but then seeing how much retention there is or how much people watch that next video because you you could have a video recommending another video for a while but if people are only watching 30 seconds of that five minute video that's not as valuable as a video recommending another and they're watching 50 percent or all of that video on average exactly. that's a good sign that you can work off of that versus again, people not liking the next choice that maybe whatever the reason is that YouTube suggested it, it's not working. And you can make that decision versus just saying, because I can easily see how somebody could say, oh, wow, I got six views from this video and only three um, from that same video. And I'm going to make more of these other videos, but not knowing which one would be the best one to make. You just made it because you saw it was recommended. And that's not necessarily the best way to go. Exactly. You have to qualify which video topics really resonate with the audiences that already watched it or, and which didn't resonate so well because the suggested videos algorithm also knows that whatever it recommends, it's not always the best choice. So it right. out videos. It yeah. may send from another channel viewers over to your own videos and they watch it because it was recommended in the first place. But then it turns out, for example, as you say, the average view duration of those viewers is very small. Sure. And maybe it was a test or something that YouTube exactly. just thought, hey, okay, let's try this channel. See, and you saw that it got some views. 
but it didn't work. It, you know, and, and probably YouTube isn't recommending it anymore, but you see that it happened in without that additional information, right? Exactly. It stops recommending that video then because obviously because of the low average view duration, that recommendation was not so good. And it tries then to recommend other videos, maybe from other channels, whatever. So you have to make a good job as at um, when your videos get recommended, then those viewers also have to enjoy your videos. Right. And that is not always the case. It's all, not always also in your own hand. So we, all, of course, know we have to have high click-through rate. That means a good thumbnail that is click-worthy. And we have to have a high average view duration. That means good editing, uh, good pacing in the video, uh, right. usually. So everything that makes a good video. Um, but sometimes certain channels have different interests. So, for example, in my niche, YouTube advice, uh, we have those channels that are more tailored to beginners and we have other channels that are more tailored to advanced YouTubers who already know the basics. Right. And if I uh, would create a video about a very detailed algorithm explanation, then of course, that's not something that a beginner really can understand yet. They have right. to watch basic videos first. So sometimes the YouTube algorithm will detect that there is an overlap between videos from another channel and mine and start recommending it. But if it's sending beginner beginners to my channel and I do an advanced video, then of course the watch time will be low and it was not a good choice. Right. Although my video would be great, obviously, uh, yes. because <laughs> if we have... Uh, the right audience for the video, right. namely the advanced people who really want to deep dive deep into the algorithm, for example, um, then they will enjoy it because I try to do the best job that I can to do a great video for that particular audience. It's right. just not meant for beginners. Right. So it's always the algorithm has to test. And that is also the reason why I added this average view duration so that you can find out, well, was it a good recommendation? Should I focus on that more? Or is it, a, was it worth a try from the perspective of the algorithm? And I can't expect more from that same channel because right. the audience somehow mismatches. It really is valuable. I mean, that is much of anything. Know, knowing where the traffic's coming from is important, but knowing that they, that traffic liked the video is, is even more important. So mm -hmm. as you, as you develop this, this report in this section, are, do you have some other items on your list that you think you may be developing that you can share or is that all top secret or, or is there nothing quite there ready yet? What, 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 what do you have planned for us or just in, in morning fame in general? And so uh, of course, as suggested videos is uh, a very strong focus for me. Um, aside from continuing to um, improve the SEO part for YouTube search, Mm -hmm. um, my style of working is basically to see what kind of feedback I get and work from there. So right now, the report turns out to be very insightful. Um, small channels uh, as well as large channels who already apply this strategy really love it at this point. So I'm happy with the results so far. Yeah. Uh, but still, of course, there are many questions we need to answer to make the strategy of actively triggering the suggested videos algorithm really work. So right now, with my early access group, 
uh, I'm trying to do as many experiments as we can mm -hmm. uh, to figure out how we can really make it work practically for different niches and all that. So this is mainly the focus. We have the report. It is usable. It uh, yep. works well for people. We have the information that we need. And now we have to put it into practice. Yeah. And that is, I think, the critical thing to understand here is that suggested videos, this algorithm is a slow algorithm. So right. we are used to YouTube search, YouTube right. SEO, that we optimize our video, publish it. And on the very same day we publish the optimized video, it starts ranking, it gets right. views and all that. It's quick, right? right. But if you are a small channel who doesn't trigger the suggested video algorithm yet, then it takes a long time to make the strategy work. Not because the strategy is not fully fleshed out. Experts who already use the strategy uh, told that again and again, showed yeah. me in practice. I talked to one who does professional consulting for million subscriber channel. You yeah. have to wait, not even weeks, you have to wait months mm. until... Um, the effect kicks in. So basically the strategy here is to create a series that first gets binge watched. Yep. And uh, then after a few months, the suggested videos algorithm picks that up yep. and recommends that series, one of the videos out of the series to viewers on other channels. So um, basically I have to pause my development in a sense. Yeah. See those experiments unfolding, seeing right. those results. To know what questions to ask and, and, and what, what, what problems to solve with, with the exactly. uh, program. Yeah, exactly. that, that, that's great. You know, there's one thing that I, when I saw it was released and everybody was talking about speaking of search, uh, it was your new ABC back and forth little button so you can find... You know what I'm talking about when you... Ah, the oh, alphabet we, method. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the alphabet method. Um, I thought it was always there. And when I saw it, I, oh, I missed that. I've been working so hard. I, <laughs> that was brilliant. That was one of those little features that's so brilliant and helpful for those who yeah. want to find something new to create via search. Uh, so that, Very feel free to share that. a little bit about that. Uh, I, I really love this technique. Uh, Brian G. Johnson uh, told me this, uh, taught me this technique, mm -hmm. alphabet method. Yep. So basically the idea is you need to uh, take a search term uh, like YouTube SEO. Let's say you want to do a video about that. And, uh, and then you type in YouTube SEO A, YouTube SEO B, C, and so on. And this way you um, walk through the different suggestions that you get. You can even do that on YouTube directly without a tool, right? You right. go into the search bar, enter that, and you get these 10 suggestions below the search bar when you start typing in something into the search bar. And this is a really great technique to come up with search terms you didn't even think of before. Right, right. Yeah. Sometimes um, when I think about YouTube SEO, I have different topics in mind. But uh, if you arrive at D or something, I don't have a good example right now. You have to work through to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but then you discover search terms that you didn't, didn't even think of before. And that is oftentimes an opportunity, particularly for a small channel, um, to be able to rank for some, something that even the big channels didn't think of before. Right, right. And hence the competition is low and you can start ranking for a term 
where no big competition is there yet. Right. And start uh, develop, developing a little traffic that maybe someday could turn into suggested. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. That's not even maybe, by the way. Yeah, uh, right. I did a study on that. Um, videos that tend to do well in YouTube search, uh, videos that do well in YouTube mm -hmm. search as an evergreen, that's what we want to reach with sure. YouTube SEO. Videos that bring in views every day for years. Um, they tend to do well in suggested videos as well, home as well, by the way. So yeah. with these evergreen YouTube SEO approach, you basically target all three algorithms that are the most important algorithms, search, home, and suggested. And um, this is also a starting point that gives you valuable information to later latch on the YouTube, uh, the strategy to trigger the suggested videos algorithm. So Using both approaches, YouTube SEO as well as focusing on suggested videos in combination is really, I would say, the holy grail to it. Yeah. All. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not one versus the other. You use both together so that you get the best chances you have. Wow, that that's great information. Nico, you were just a wealth of information, and I appreciate you coming back on the podcast. Uh, please share a little bit about Morning Fame and how people can contact you. Absolutely. Um, my channel is Morning Fame, morning as in afternoon and fame as in famous. It's sometimes Perfect. difficult to explain uh, just by <laughs> words. Um, yeah, the channel Morning Fame on YouTube. And if you watch some videos there, you naturally come to see some tutorials about the tool with an invitation code. Um, yeah. So you can test out the tool as well. I share all kind of advice uh, how to grow on YouTube there. YouTube SEO is a very um, big topic there naturally and suggested videos as well more and more these days. And I hope to show off my own success in that regard, uh, not just the theory that expert told me the strategy is really working, that they apply for years, and now I'm applying it to my own channel. Let's see how that works out. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And thank you so much for being on the show, Nico. Thank you very much. That was Nico Kaminsky from Morning Fame. It's so great to have him on the show. Hey, if you're interested in what you should not put in your videos, well, check out last week's podcast and I'll talk to you next week on the Tube Labs podcast. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubelog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers.